Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name's Iman. And my name is Turk Team. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I don't know why I just feel like I don't know what's happening. Like, right now. Because this hat is fucked. No, I'm just sleepy. I'm, like, sleepy as hell, but I'm, like, also so used to this show, and I'm trying to, like, think of ways to, like, snazz up the intro, and I'm, like, I just need to say hi, welcome on in, and that's it. Like, yeah. I got to stick to what I I mean, know. I don't even know why I said that was my name, but. What'd you say? I said my name was Twerk Team. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I think I just endorsed it because <laughs> yeah. I was just, like, withdrawing. Like, like, how do I make this more unique? Like, how do I just keep stepping up the unique factor <laughs> so that each time people, like, don't get so used to being like, hi, my name is, like, Iman, and I'm Sabrina. Welcome on in. Like, no, <laughs> like, this is not a playhouse. Like, this is a really, it's a fun podcast. My uh, chest is sweating, y'all. Um, do you know what I hate? What? When under your boobs sweat. It's so embarrassing. Me too, especially when, especially because I got the long boys. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I was like... <laughs> Like I was looking at my boobs in the mirror. And I was like, they're not that they're bad. Real, they're, they're fine. They're not but bad I feel at all. Like they like shoulder length. <laughs> I I just don't care what mines are like because but I just, I'm brawless and wigless right now. I'm always brawless. I can't I can't wait for everybody to just embrace the brawless thing. Show your titties, bitch. To the point where we're at work and like nipples are just showing. I don't work. know because I just like to have my titties high up because the higher your boobs, the smaller your waist look. I don't know. I feel like, see, I feel like the more free your boobs are, the better your collarbone looks. To you. <laughs> you also are <laughs> over six feet. So, that's, when I wear that's your I'm like, yo, look at my Me. shoulders. My shoulders look more squared. Everything yeah. just looks that's real, you, baby. like, I, I feel like I just, I feel like I'm automatically Rihanna when I don't wear no bra. That's you. I need my things pushed uh, but you know what? That's fair. Sometimes, like, you got to know what works for you and your body. Like, the Megan Thee Stallion shorts. Like, I was, I tried to wear some real short denim cut shorts. My thighs was sweaty. They was rolling up. I'm like, this is not comfortable, yo. Like, yeah, I'd rather wear it? a pair of sweatpants in this weather than to wear these tight-ass cut-off shorts again. Like, they was really rotting up I'm my mad. behind. I'm mad. I can't fit my cut-offs. I'm like, yikes. Large Marge over here. <laughs> Surreal, come on. But no, I, I was wearing my uh, cutoffs and I was like, it looks cute, but my thighs are just like when I got up and I had to like unpeel myself from the uh, from the couch I was sitting on. I'm like, yikes. I hate that. I hate wearing shorts, especially because, uh, well, I love wearing shorts, but I hate the fact that I take public transportation and I'm mm. wearing shorts and it's like, Yankees. Yeah, but that's the thing about biker shorts and Bermuda shorts. Like, they definitely uh, are the wave. Like, you don't have to worry about your thighs clapping in the wind. All my thick ladies stand up. <laughs> it's a thick struggle, right? Right, Siri? Anyway. I'm like, this is like my first official, like, thick girl summer. Anyway. Like, thick, thick. And it's just like, I'm learning so much about myself. I'm learning a lot about stuff and things. Um, How was your week? My week was rough, but I'm here. My week was dope, so. Okay, period. Goals? Anything you want to accomplish or have accomplished that you want to share? I need to pack because I'm going road trip. Not road tripping. I'm, I'm going to say, Utah. you're definitely not going to be on a road. Definitely <laughs> you're going to air tripping. going to be on a plane. 
Yeah, that's so fun. That's so exciting. I can't wait to see the picture. That's it's like so, it's so scenic. It's so weird because like stuff don't hit me until like I get there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, I don't even. I'm looking at my flight. Like I know what time I gotta be there, but I'm like, oh, it's chill. I know. I get so the airport is like so fun. But when I get there, I know my anxiety gonna be up, 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 up. I love being at the airport. Like it's so weird. <laughs> I love it. I love being prepared and being like, okay, so I got everything. Then I gotta get my outfit in case, like, I see a rich nigga. That's my type, nigga. That's my type. That's how I saw Amber Rose and Black China on a plane before. Coming you did. from LA, yeah. You did tell me. And that's crazy because when I was in LA, I kept saying, I wish I, I hope I see like Amber Rose at Runyon Canyon. <laughs> and then I saw her on the plane back to Philly. I'm like, this is a joke. Like, this is definitely a curve your enthusiasm like episode. But that ass is fat, right? It was. It was crazy. For both cool. of them. Um, so, for my goal, I... What did I write? Oh, something that I did recently um, that I'm very proud of is I had a very uncomfortable conversation. And I'm proud of that because I don't like con- certain conversations. I just avoided it. Okay, and okay. And that's... You know what I call that? Growth. Yes. Let's unpack this. Period. Seriously. In this year, I've had a lot of tough conversations. And, like, I used to pride myself on avoiding the conversations until I realized <laughs> that it's only fucking with me. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, we're not going to do that no more. We growing all 2019. We're not, you know, we're not holding on to shit. We're not leaving no ends untied. we just growing the fuck up and mm-hmm. saying what we got to say, no matter how uncomfortable the situation is. As long as it's a kind and productive conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, so now it's time to get into our fade four. And you chose the fade four this week. It was given to us by a list. It was a list of fade four topics we had from that that uh, Instagram live we did like last week. And what's the topic this week? Is four favorite fragrances, and it could be like any smell. Yes, and I love talking about smells. Like, ah, it's my favorite. So, <clears throat> what are your four? So. Sorry, I'm changing the last one, and it's going to be really weird. Um, so one of my favorite flavors, I love anything that's citrus, like lemony citrus. Mm-hmm. This is like my favorite, favorite scent. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's real crisp and energizing. Yeah, I love it. Um, you like grapefruit? The grapefruit, I'm like, uh, I about, tank but tank. I really like lemon and um, and orange. Orange is considered I citrus. Yep. Yeah, I love the smell of lemon. Um, another favorite scent is, excuse me, ginger. Oh, love that. My mom has ginger oil because ginger is good for inflammation. And she like, she makes me rub my ankles down with it. (laughs) TMI, sometimes I have swollen ankles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised you admitted that. But, um, I love, I'll end like ginger and lemon together. Yeah, that's like energized, energized central. Um, another favorite scent is fabric um, softener. Oh, that's a good one. I um, love that. It just smells so good. I'm like, yeah. Ew, <laughs> come on now. But what about when you first take the sheets out the dryer? It makes me feel so cozy. It makes me feel like Homer Simpson when he be in that gift <laughs> and he just be rolling around like, I'm a big cozy, uh, what do you say, cinnamon bun. Yeah. Yep. I loved it. Mm. I love that feeling. Also, uh, my last scent, this is very weird. Um, but I like the smell of basements. It's a certain smell, Come though. Now. It's a certain basement smell. It's Sabria. not all basement smells. Sabria. Um <laughs> Basements never smell good. See, no, that basement a- smell is traumatizing to me because it 
All right. What about the rat? Yes. Oh my god. You tell your story now. Tell the rat. But it's just like it just remind me of the house I grew up in when I was younger. It's like the basement smelled a certain way, and I just always loved it. Like going down there and just like smelling the basement. Basements always smell like dust to me. Even when they're like the only time they don't smell like dust to me is when they don't have those walls. Like you know how there's a basement wall and floor where it's like. It's two types of basements. There's a finished basement where and you one, can watch TV. And one look like a cave. And one look like a cave where it's just all the fucking <laughs> Christmas ornaments and, like, old shit pictures. Yeah. Uh, a table that your family really don't use no more. But <laughs> If you have a finished basement, you really fucking decent. Adana got the best finished basement ever. Like, That's her basement amazing. is not a basement. Like, her basement is literally, like, a, a lounge. That's amazing. And But, like, when I was a kid, uh, we were in the basement, and, like, it was... um. A skeleton of like I guess a mouse that died there, mm. and this girl that was my neighbor <laughs> told me some ancient story about rat bones, <laughs> and I like can kind of remember this in and out, but all I remember <laughs> is that like something about like she wasn't even saying it to scare me, <laughs> but it manifested as fear to me, and I was so fucking scared, and I was screaming and crying for hours to the point where my mom thought she's going to take me to the hospital because she's like it's not okay. For a child to cry and scream and be this terrorized for this long. Like, that my dad had to come over, my aunt had to come over. That is so, so I don't, basement smells really scare me because of that. Like, she just, my mom said every time she asked me something, I was like, rat bones, rat <laughs> bones. <laughs> oh my gosh, you was the type of kid that would have been like, Ugh. And my mom loves it. She's like, we want to take her to the crisis center. <laughs> She was, like, ready to beat that little girl up. Like, I don't know what the fuck you told my daughter, but you traumatized her. <laughs> my dad had to get off work and come over, and he said he was just like, what happened? He said, I was, like, holding on real tight. I was just scared. <sighs> so, yeah, I hate the smell of basements. It definitely reminds me of rat bones. I wish I knew that story. I'm going to look it up. That crazy bitch. Why would you go Tommy something like that? I couldn't have been no more than four years rat old, bones. four or five. Rat, rat, rat bones. Ooh. I was the girl telling the story. <laughs> I know. That would be even creepier. All <laughs> right. So my four favorite um smells. The first one is lavender. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love almost anything lavender, especially if you put a little splash of vanilla in yeah, the lavender. You're the, you're the reason why I think I um I tried, like, um lavender ice cream. Love it. I love it so much. I love when you go outside. My mom always had lavender in her garden. So as soon as you open the backyard door and take a whiff, it's like you smell fresh lavender. And it's just amazing. It's so calming. Everything in my nighttime regimen is lavender because it helps me to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So from my face oil to my essential oils to my body wash, everything for nighttime is lavender because I associate it with being calm, going to sleep. I have a lavender pillow spray. So it's just if you really, really... I would highly suggest people to start using scents to connect with certain emotions. Like in the morning, I try to use things like uh, um, tea tree or citrus to energize me. When I'm like feeling sad, try to use things like eucalyptus and lavender to calm me. So yeah, definitely do some scent uh, type of things to have scent reinforcement, I guess that's what mm-hmm. it's called. I don't know. But uh, next, I love the perfume Candy by Prada. 
That's my favorite perfume. Oh, yeah, you've been using it since I met you. I love it. It's just one of my favorite perfumes. It's crazy because it was my mom's perfume. She got it one Christmas, and I loved it so much. And my dad, like a few Christmases ago when I got into college, he started saying every Christmas he was going to get me a perfume. So for every Christmas, I've been getting, like, different versions of Prada because it's, like, the Prada floral, the original. And for my mom's 50th birthday, I got her a Prada Candy by Prada with her name engraved in it because yeah, that's just that. something we both love. Um, next, I love the smell of Thanksgiving. You know when you wake up on Thanksgiving and you just uh, that smell hit you. I don't remember that smell. I ain't nobody cooking my house on Thanksgiving in years. I've been cooking my own food. I'm like, <laughs> dog. Well, you and also you come over my place too oh, yeah, for Thanksgiving, true. or you be with your um, family, but you go there. Thanksgiving is almost always hosted at my mom's house. So when I wake up on Thanksgiving, it's like I can smell the sweet and savory blending together. Like I can smell the sweet potatoes. I can smell the stuffing. And I was like anxious this last Thanksgiving because it was my first Thanksgiving vegan. And we had a ball. We and you ain't we ain't miss a single meal. Everything that shit was popping. I got sick. We I ate so much. We ate so much. Damn, that shit was delicious. And we had fucking pie. Ooh, period. child. And sweet potatoes and macaroni and cheese. Like it was a. It was probably one of my best Thanksgiving meals because I appreciated everything more because I don't have it all the time. Like not trying to be smart. Before I was vegan. Thanksgiving meals, that was something my family had once a week. You know, it ain't nothing for my grandma just to make a pan of macaroni and cheese on a Thursday. Yeah, so I'm like, ah, eh, you kind of get spoiled by that. But now I don't get all that stuff as often, so I really appreciated it. Um, and then finally, oh, I saw the word Jermaine Dupri. I'm, I do not like to call Jermaine Dupri. I, um, I love the smell of a nice men's cologne. I was going to say something I like the smell of, but I didn't want to put it on the list. <laughs> Okay, what is it? You gotta say it now. Oh. Just say it. It's, it's a bad joint. You know everybody on the. I was about to say. I sometimes I like the smell of balls. <laughs> hmm. I'll be honest. I've never smelled anyone's balls before. Like so, and sometimes when they like. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I never took Eric a. Said live a little. What I'm saying is, like, I've definitely been near them. They've been in my nose, but I've never smelt it before. Well, the people that I was, like, seeing, like, I was, like, intimate with, not the niggas that I just, like, like, I would, like, like, if they. You would nuzzle. You would yeah, nuzzle like, the balls. if they, like, if they got finished playing, like, basketball or something, come from the gym. Like, it's, like, it's not. Wait a second. <laughs> so, you. You go straight from the, did you like the nuzzle in the, the ball sweat? I didn't nuzzle in it. The thing is, sometimes you get a whiff of it, and it's like, I don't know. Do you get a whiff like, of it, with, like, during sex or just sitting with them? Sitting with them. That's okay. your best. Okay, cool, cool. No, I didn't have, like, my nose in I just thought that you they went from playing ball to sex, and I'm like, see. No. Okay. I mean, that explains my pH balance fucked. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm about to say, because, like, honestly, I have a thing with... I have never, I have to shower beforehand because I need to make sure that every crevice is like, <laughs> smells like lavender. <laughs> like I do. So I'm like, I just, I know when I get in a relationship, like Good that you, may, queen. they have to be it, like spontaneous sex might happen, but I don't really like that. I like to control how I smell <laughs> right beforehand. Like, especially with the summer weather, like yo, back the fuck up. Love but, me some musky but balls. I'm I, um, sorry, that threw me off. I like the smell of like, um, I don't know, like men, 
they have stuff that have like menthol-y undertones like or it's just like this really warm scent of cologne i like when i go give a man a hug and i smell fucking bergamot like i love (laughs) i just love that i could bury my nose in someone like i used to date a guy whose sheets smelled so masculine i'm like damn you use a masculine fabric softener you know the one the one who I could only sleep in his house. Oh, true. So true. yeah, I just felt like, oh my god, this shit smells so. Um, I just wanted to like lay in, it. and it just smelled different from mine because mine smelled powdery as shit. His <laughs> smelled like masculine, and I'm like, when you're not here, I sleep in your t-shirt. <laughs> smelled amazing. All right, time to toast for us. This week we're toasting to Lashana Lynch, the new 007. Have you heard about that? Yeah, she's hot. She's amazing, and like, not to pat myself on the back, but Rex uh, messaged me and said, <laughs> "Is it me or do y'all look related?" And I'm like, "Oh, why did he tell you that?" Like, oh my gosh! Like, now, well, I thought so, but I wasn't I, gonna say it first. I, I, I know never people gonna always, get no sleep now. I mean, he told me a few days ago, and I've been real quiet about it. So. True, but now that it's out, you're going to be like, I can't it? help that every fine brown-skinned woman that has a you beautiful like, shape people it? associate with me. Like, that's not something I ask for. You're going to be like, y'all see it? Y'all see it? But do you see it? <laughs> I don't remember what she looked like. Right, I just sure remember her body. But just based on her body alone, like... Hello. But, like, white people can calm down because it's not, like, she's not actually playing the new James Bond throughout the whole movie. It's just when James Bond is retired, so when he comes back to, like, wherever the fucking headquarters is, he sees this is the new 007 that has been doing his thing. She's been holding it down. So, if you, I was a little concerned when I first saw that the new 007 is a black woman because a lot of times when we are picked for certain roles, like, I just want us to have some new rules. Oh, it's the eyebrows. Yeah. And just the, the high cheekbones and beautiful face, too. Huh? Oh, my gosh, she's so cute. Oh, sure. I'll have a water. Sabrina, you want another water? Hell, yeah. <laughs> he was looking like, okay. But, um, yeah, I just I just feel like I don't want, like, black people to just have to keep replacing white people in movies because then that's the the people who are in charge of the movie are just using the outrageous press versus creating some more rules. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like the outrage is the press and that's the habit, right? Like that's just the thing that people are doing constantly. So I'm really happy that it's like a perfect uh, mix of diversity, but not setting her up in a situation where she's just going to be attacked by the racist people. And also I don't want every white person every i don't want to see the black version of every movie yeah like who gives a fuck like i'm very happy for like uh holly i'm very happy for like a lot of people who have like been put in these positions where the character's race did not matter but like i don't want to just keep recreating like old characters just give me my money for my film like the same thing with the uh ghostbusters movie the ghostbusters movie was great it didn't matter that they were men like it didn't they didn't it don't matter it matters can you fuck and bust the ghost and that's it but you don't want to just keep like let's create some new stories with some women or people of color leads but with that being said she fine as hell she is fine as hell i'm like wow some people really have even skin tones i know thank you rex that might have been the nicest thing you've ever said to me because i was looking at her like i thought so too you gonna be like (laughs) 
when people I just start liking people that look like me more like that's why I love Issa Rae so much because we look like sisters y'all really do look like sisters you look like like we got the same things happening so yeah. I'm like yo that's pretty definitely wild. agree with that that's really crazy yo we gotta do uh next fake for four celebrity doppelgangers too like four people that folks have told us we look oh, like oh true that's a good one that's a good one cause I got some funny ass ones to share with y'all <laughs> like I really do I can't believe what people told me I look like in the past <laughs> people always tell me I sound like Jennifer Hudson please y'all let me know if that's the truth I don't hear that shit that's, whatsoever I don't know I don't what Jennifer either. Hudson sounds like you know, I don't think you sound like Jennifer Hudson. I, I just feel like her voice is not, like, it's just regular. Like, what? how can you identify her voice? Somebody really said that, I mean, no, I shouldn't say it. Go ahead. Save it. Somebody this week said I reminded them of Tokyo Mandy. You really the fuck don't. And that's no shade. It's just like, I do know, like, like a thicker girls who mind, remind me of Tokyo Vanity, but it's really not you. Who the fuck said that? Well, she's big. Who said that? Some lady, um... Sorry, I'm gonna get dragged for that. But um, some lady. That, um, <laughs> I didn't know who you talking about. I'm who like, who's fuck? big? But we all. But are. yeah. But, but you know um, what I mean. Like, you, all some, you gotta do is be a little bit thick, and people start being like, "Hey, Joe Scott." Like, that's it. So this lady, when I was walking to the bus, I was like, "Okay." See, I be getting mean as shit. Uh, you remind me of fucking Squirtle from Pokemon. <laughs> but also, like, I was having an external crisis at the moment, so I really w- like I was not listening, and then she came into my space, and I was like, okay. I know that's like when uh like when you had big hair and people but okay Shaka Khan oh my god okay Diana Ross when I was in college I was walking to my class innocently and some fucking crackhead that worked at Trader Joe's was like Shaka 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 Khan Shaka Khan he was like Shaka Khan I was like he was like you know you're Shaka and then I was like fuck off. I'm going to class, bitch. Or when you just be walking and people are like, get it, girl. You're like, you know I look a fucking mess. Oh, like, also stop. me. It's like me, nothing. Somebody. You know Lizzo? Oh. Like, first of all, Lizzo is like <sighs> like a whole foot taller than me. I know. The only person that, okay, all right, let me shut the fuck up. We'll talk. We'll talk um, next <laughs> week. Yo, it's funny. I just realized I didn't share the outline with you. So now I have no clue what's going on. So it's a surprise. I'm confident that you can talk about any of this stuff. I really can. I know you can because that's I pick things that like I know we both can talk about. Yeah, Euphoria. I forced you and Imani to. Oh my gosh! First of all, that shit. That's probably why my mood has been weird as fuck for the past few days because that show triggered the <laughs> living fuck out of me. It, it really do. It, I cried a lot of times watching that show. Yeah, me too. And also like. It's like, oh my gosh. And also, um, Emo Black Thought said something about it that I was like, fuck. She was like, I do not like Jules and Rue's relationship because it's a codependent. Because Rue is an addict. Yes. And it don't, if anything makes her feel good, she's addicted to it. Yes. And that's what it is about Jules. And I'm yes. like so scared. Like and you don't, you don't want to ever have, you don't know who you would, who you feel worse for. Do you feel worse for Rue, who is just like, damn, she finally has something good. Like, let it just, why can't it be good? Or do you feel worse for Jules, who's just like, now she is in this relationship not knowing if anything she does can trigger somebody's whole, can trigger like an OD, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And this is a person who has already OD'd. And like, Rue's drug habit is like nothing I've ever seen before. But I've heard about from yeah. like when I went to college and stuff like that. Like, I knew a lot of the kids you know, definitely struggled with addiction for, like, the harder drugs and, mm. like, heroin and 
you know, the pills and the like acid. And I really, really, really do sympathize for people like that because I can understand the peace that it could bring to just yeah, not feeling. Not exactly. Because like that really, like when she said that, that like really, uh, I was like, wow, that is such so, like, I felt happy. And like, that's another reason why I just don't ever want to get into hard drugs. I mean, mm-hmm. I've definitely established that I will not you know, do drugs, but, like, even when I was, because, like, I'm the type of person, I'm, like, I want to feel something or nothing at all. Right. Um, And that's why, like, when I used to smoke weed, I was, like, all right, it's not enough to smoke. I want to do an edible. I want to smoke, a like, a bond. Like, I want to feel, like I said, like, a cardboard cutout. Like, I don't want to feel anything. And I'm, like, uh, that's that kind of, yeah, yeah, like, it's really mm-hmm. not, like, so I was like, let me just all together just stop. Because it's just like one, just smoking one. I'm like, all right, that's not fun to me. It's not fun until I'm just like stuck. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's not good. But right. yeah, when she said that, I just was like. And I like, I felt like the show gives a lot of the characters, uh, like it just humanizes a lot of people in society that we, A, may not have, like, understood as much, or B, are always constantly getting the same storyline. Like, I feel like it is, like, we have these storylines that are very important about, you know, trans women and how they are just, like, cast out and everyone's really, really mean to them. And I like that Jules has kind of, like, a different story. Mm -hmm. I like that Jules is, like, really, really, like, unique. She's different. I love that she goes to a school and people may know and they're not necessarily bullying her. Yeah. Because I feel like... In some communities, that's what it may be like. Not everyone gets bullied. Like, I never forget where, like, I used to tell people, like, in high school, I didn't care about what people thought about me thinking school was cool or thinking like that. And this one white teacher was like, oh, did you get picked on? I was like, no, nah, I was the shit in high school. Like, I was <laughs> it. I was everything in high school. So we, both of us were. And I just like that. Like, you don't, I know the idea seems like this person would get picked on, but Jules is the shit for real. She is. And the only person that, like, picked on her was Nate. And, and he got like, it fucking served. Yeah, he definitely got it served. And um, it's just... That show, like, was bringing up a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, shit, I forgot this happened. Um, yeah, it's definitely the grassy turned up. <laughs> it's that, well, Skins, really, I feel I like. I know, but that's, I've never seen Skins, so that's yeah, all. So it's I way just more think com- about, like, compared, oh, compared to Skins. I just think about how, like, Degrassi has gone, like, each character is diving into a new modern-day issue. And, like, okay, Maddie is that woman who, that young lady who was just, like, really, really desperate for some love and just confused as to what it looks like because she thinks all rage and passion are the same thing. Yeah. And sometimes I can get that confused as well. No, sometimes I'm rageful and passionate. Yeah. But it shouldn't be that way with love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then you have, like, uh, what's her name? Cat, who is bad. Like, this is the new way to appreciate your body in today's age. Like, yeah. that again. Uh, that narrative about the fat girl that's just picked on and stuck stuffed in the lockers. Yeah. I don't want to say it's old, but I'm saying in this day and age where we have these fine ass thick models on social media and stuff, like bigger women are starting to recognize their power a lot earlier mm-hmm. than what they did back in the nineties and the eighties. And even when we were younger, yeah. so I just, I really like the power that they give to these characters, to the narrative and, it's just it's just really, really a great show. But I'm scared. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm so and I scared. just pray don't nobody touch a hair on Jules' head. Same. And like it's just ups- also I know for me, when something is like over, like it's so devastating to me. And like and so when Rue is like when the guy told her 
Ali, when he told Rue that, you know, this is high school, everything don't last forever. Like talking about her and Jules and how she was just like so upset. I was like, oh, yikes. Yeah, I hate when stuff is over too. That's why I love friendship because there's no real reason a friendship should end. But relationships, it's like, it's not enough to just like, be liking each other. We got to be attracted. And it's like so the chances of it ending are so much higher. That's why I don't get into them often. Yeah. Because that really scares me. Yes. Yeah, um, all right. But yeah, I'm so excited for Euphoria and what's to come. Uh, next, I, this is so fucking funny to me. Uh, in Tennessee, the police are warning people <laughs> about throwing their meth in the toilet because they're creating meth gators. I got to see it. So I the would like swamp monsters are like hyped up on meth. Not swamp monsters, swamp animals. Sorry. I picture a alligator on meth, a monster. I would like to see it. Like, does it alter the DNA? Like, are these um, methed up uh, alligators, are they procreating? What will that look like? So listen, this is this is such a Tennessee like official statement. The Tennessee police uh, station said, "Folks, please <laughs> don't flush your drugs." Okay, our sewer guys take great pride in releasing water that is cleaner than what is in the creek, but they are not really prepared for meth. Ducks, geese, and other fowl frequent our treatment ponds, and we shudder to think what one all hyped up on meth would do. Furthermore, if it made it if it made it far enough, we could create meth gators in the Shoal Creek and the Tennessee River down in North Alabama. They've had enough meffed up animals the past few weeks without our help. So if you need to dispose of your drugs, just give us a call and we will make sure they are disposed of in the proper way. That is insane. They've had enough meffed up animals. What the fuck does that look like? Once again, I would like to see it. I would like to see it, but I also feel bad for these poor ass animals. Me too. They water, and next thing you know, they high as shit off a of crazy. Then they what if they my go through withdrawal fear. like us? True. Like oh my god! Like I feel like That's I definitely want to see, but I'm scared to know. Like imagine just be like somehow breathing air, and then meth gets dispersed in it. That's the worst. What drug. the fuck? Meth is crazy as fuck. Like, and the, the fact that but like, it's Tennessee. Pe- people do it, but like meth is a really popular drug in New York right now. That is crazy. Practice is so it's, cheap. It's called Tina. And like people are like, when people are like, oh, do you party? That means like, do you do meth? See, that, don't fucking tell me that. Don't ask me if I party. Cause I'm like, yeah, like, do you know any cool clubs or anything like that? I'm gonna say no. First of all, I'm saying no to everybody in New York because everything, I feel like <laughs> every question could lead you down somewhere. They're like, do you drink water? You like, sometimes, and next thing you know, you like being sold into like sex trafficking. You're like, what? Like, yeah, they're like is- Beyonce. I'm like, yeah, I like her song. And they be like, then they like, they like hit their nose like for a gang sign. And then somebody just give me all these guns. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? We're in Times Square. Why are you giving me AK 47? Like, I just, uh uh-uh. uh. Cause like, the answer is no. I don't do nothing. I was, um when I was like on Grinder, like catfishing, I was like trying <laughs> to like, um like write something. And I couldn't, like, so when people ask you party, they capitalize the T and in party or like they just put capital they like a capital T and something is like that means meth and I tried to do that like on the grinder bio and like it was like it's not allowed and I'm like shit but on to you yeah it's that bad damn I was just trying to say I don't party oh okay (laughs) I'm about to say damn you really really connive and you trying to like no I would never I would never I would catfish as a man but I wouldn't catfish as a drug addict 
He's like, I'm only somewhat manipulative. That's where I draw the line, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, so y'all, if y'all in Tennessee, can y'all be careful and make sure you don't throw your meth down the toilet? Give it to the police. I'm assuming that's going to be corny, though, if you give it to the police and then they like be like, clink, clink. <laughs> All right, so the next few conversations are going to be about music. <laughs> You really don't know. It's so funny. Lil Nas X released yet another um, <laughs> Old Town Road. <laughs> that is so funny to, <laughs> to me. To me, it's funny because, like, I can't even get mad because it's just so funny at this And they point. keep popping. Like, <laughs> so next he said he wanted, he's like, Old Town Road remix with Dolly Parton and Mariah Carey. <laughs> like, I would fucking, and, like, I, each time I'm interested to hear. It's like back in the day when Touch It came out, and next thing you know, it was like, like 80 people on there. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Mary J. Blige was like, Mary J. Blige is trying to handle my bitch. <laughs> but also, he released a like cartoon video today called Old Town Raid. And like Casey Frey is in it, like um, and Mason Ramsey and Young Thug. And I was laughing because like on the cover of it, everybody was on a horse, but Young Thug was on a snake. <laughs> Slime. I was just laughing because um, Mason Ramsey says something that I'm going to take with me for the rest of my <laughs> life. He said, if you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy up my way. I love him so That's much. That's like a fucking, that really <laughs> is a vibe. But his voice was so cute, too. He's a hopped up on my razor. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I love him so if much. If you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy up my way. <laughs> I love that little boy. He all legs. He's so yes. long. Yes, and I just love that him and Young Thug were on the track <laughs> together. Like, yo, this is what racial inclusion looks like in 2019. Like, y'all keep trying to have these dumbass conversations. <laughs> just let the music do the talking, man. Period. <laughs> like, let the music do the talking because, like, Lil Nas X has, like, ended racism. Billy Ray Cyrus, Mason Ramsey, uh, Young Thug. He's literally marrying hip-hop and, like, country music. The thing we all say, I like every music except for... Country. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I used to be, I like every music except for country and rock and roll <laughs> i used to be like i love everything including country and rock and roll but i used to say i didn't like country then i used to be home like singing carrie underwood <laughs> like, it's a quarter after one <laughs> that's all remember bad. that time i used to um do that uh keith urban uh <laughs> dance and used to get so mad <laughs> i want to kiss a girl <laughs> i hate that fucking song <laughs> so much that's his bangs was going to fuck crazy <laughs> so i want to kiss a girl Grow the fuck up. You grown this man. <laughs> I don't want to kiss a girl. Go to fucking jail, Toby Yes, Keith. and I used to, I mean, Keith Urban. <laughs> Toby Keith. That's the other one. Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Keith is such a fucking name. Like, Toby Keith. Toby Keith is like, yo, that's heavy as name. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely fucked with Carrie Underwood. Like, the song where she was like, next time he'll think before he cheats. I actually think that's the name of it. Before he cheats, yeah. <laughs> I say that song where she was like, maybe next time he'll think before he cheats. Um, <laughs> that was my shit. Because I love an angry song about, like, terrorizing That's him. what all country music is. It's, it's right now. It's probably. Th- yeah, that's true. That shit would make me so mad. He's probably slow dancing, um, drinking whiskey. Yeah, you lucky. I'm and I'm bad. like, you with a bitch that drank because you know I don't. Wow. Yeah. Don't don't do don't date nobody that do shit that I don't do. I don't like that. All right. Moving on into Missy Elliott's returning to music. Did you hear that? I saw her pictures and I was liking them, but I wasn't reading it. She said she <laughs> wants to make uh, street music to make street dudes enjoy dancing again. <laughs> I don't remember street dudes ever enjoying <laughs> dancing in my lifetime. I'll be honest with you. 
Like, it her videos? Me. Yeah, but like, but they really weren't street dudes. They were just dancers pretending to <laughs> be like street dudes. That's what she meant. Yeah, but I just, I feel like, because when, uh, when she's like, I want to make street dudes dancing again, I picture my cousin like, down, 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 down. And I'm like, no, they're too thorough. They're not dancing. Uh-uh. They never was and they never will. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, Missy is one of the old, like, people that, um, like one of the old heads in the game, one of the pioneers that when she says she's going to come out with something, I'm not like, oh, please don't. This will be a flop. Like no. she literally it like slips all she, every time she comes out with something new, it's like, nope, I absolutely fucking love that this. song with her and Pharrell. It was like the man puppet. said, do it. Because, you know, you too dumb. She's like, that was good. And the one where the girls was on the balls dancing. Oh yeah, I'm a dun dun dun. I run to all these songs. I should know yeah. the name of them, but like that's what I'm saying. Like this is bomb ass playlist. If you had Apple Music, right? It's Nicki Minaj versus Missy Elliott. Oh shit, that's easy. Yeah, thing. so it's like every time it's a Nicki Minaj song, then it's a Missy Elliott song, and it's like yo, the back and forth, the back and forth. It's like both of their like best hits, like back and forth, oh, back and decent. forth, back and forth. So that's like my new playlist, and like just listening, like yo. Missy got some. She's so fucking creative, and she, she was actually talking, and that she was on. She was graced to cover Mary Claire, and she was just discussing how she never thought she was like, yo, I'm ahead of my time. She was like, it's just how I have always. Thought. She's ahead of her fucking time. She like you looking back at her music videos and stuff. Like she really paved the way for the the weird black girls. She really and did. Like, I really do like appreciate Missy so much for that, and just and for she being wasn't a champion. Skinny either when she, she was wasn't young. skinny, and she wasn't for anybody male consumption. Mm-hmm. She wasn't for the male gaze and I have to like I have to like really respect like women like her and Janelle Monet who just are all about what they believe what they want to do and you can tell and Lady Gaga even mm-hmm. like they just feel better for being themselves and it doesn't matter if it's attractive it matters is it's, it's like a theater for them it's like dress up and fun for them so Love that. Oh, we have to stand. Oh, I, I stand big time. But Missy Elliott is returning to music, but is Rihanna? Because she's Crickets. been trolling us on social media. Crickets. Like She said she was coming out in July. I think Rihanna going to do some shit. Leave she, that Caribbean woman alone. I think she going to drop the last day of July. And apparently uh, Pharrell is working with her on this. So I'm like, I'm, listen. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm done talking about her. I'm like, I want her to work on it and, and want it to be something she's proud of. Because it's not like Rihanna is sitting somewhere diddling her thumbs. Like, it's not like she pulled Frank Oceans where you don't know what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> we know what she's doing. She's running three big companies at this point. Yeah. Minimum. I'm quite sure she got her hand in, like, so many other pots. I don't understand how, like, how much time, like, how Rihanna has the time to do her shit. I know she has a lot of help, a lot of support. But at the end of the day, she's at the top. And she has her, like, diamond ball. And she has a man. That's like, oh, my God. I'm starting to realize you might as well classify having a partner as a job. <laughs> That's a business because you have to maintain it. True. You have to do conflict management. Like, <laughs> you have to, like, do all these different group building activities. Thanks. You have to, like, do, like, team lunches sometimes. <laughs> you have to schedule a wait time. But, like, it's like, you if you got a man and he busy, too, that's another business that you have to nurture. So I'm like, yo, that's crazy. She does all this, and she's, like, so in love with her man. Then she got her friends and her family. Yeah, and she's very close with her family. I definitely understand Rihanna taking some time. And guess what, baby? I'm going to keep listening to Auntie anyway. Because <laughs> I was going to do that regardless. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie is amazing. It Y'all is. are fucking lucky she didn't give us a flop-ass album to sit on for 17 years. Like, some people have done. Like, like I'm sorry. I really didn't like Blind by Frank Ocean like that. So now I, mean, I have I to just to sit it. on that and wait. Like, okay. 
Channel, guess we'll run back Channel Orange again. <laughs> I guess I'll run back that mixtape, Frank, for now. But, um, yeah, Rihanna, a lot of people were like, oh, no, Pharrell's working on the album. And I, I that's, can't that's young stand. kids. That's young stand kids. I can't you dweebs, the young Navy <laughs> slash Ariana Grande, like, stands. Y'all will not disrespect Pharrell. Pharrell is a fucking visionary. You will not disrespect Pharrell. Like, Period. not around me. Like, that's some shit where I'm like, yo, y'all just think y'all could say anything Skateboard now. Skateboard P, are you kidding me? You that, will not. He has contributed way too much. He's contributed way too much to music. Some shit that y'all don't even know about. And not only that, but his touch on Sweetener was fucking popping. Exactly. Ariana, Sweetener was such a good-ass album. Oh my God! And people, but it just, wasn't better than Thank You Next, in my opinion. It wasn't better than Thank You Next. Uh, um, well, I think Thank You Next was the only song that I liked on that that project. Seriously? Yeah, Sweetener was way better than the whole project. Thank You Next was the was the star of that. And I love. Actually, that's my least favorite on the album. Thank You Next is is like one of those songs right up there with Work With Me by. Did um, you Roy listen Karen. to? I listened to the whole thing a few times. Nothing clicked. No, what's not clicking? What's not clicking? You wasn't you you wasn't in the mental space. No, but I will revisit because I love Ariana Grande. Please, because I've been listening to her since Honeymoon head, Avenue. Okay, because in my head that shit hit different. I really what's Those Ariana fans called? Um, Arenators. All right, I guess I'm just a fan because I'm not calling myself that. But I anything Ariana put out, I'm going to listen to. But yeah, don't ever disrespect Pharrell. Put some respect on my name. Speaking of Jermaine the fucking Goblin Dupree. Um, that nigga is hideous. Like, he, not only is he hideous, but he got hideous arrogance. Like, you know how hideous niggas, like, be talking when they saying something shady? He think because Janet Jackson gave him a chance that he could say anything. Yes, and like, I'm here to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> well, he was asked on some show. I really cannot. Do you know the show? It wasn't in the real. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, The talk? Was sure. It? Why not? The crew? With Eve? I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out because I like to give people credit for their interviews that go viral and stuff because I want people to do that when we make it. But um, Sabrina's going to look it up. Anyway, um, they asked uh, what is she, well, who's his favorite female rapper right now. And he said, for me, it's like strippers rapping. As far as rap goes, I'm not getting who's the best rapper. Oh, you got a story about you dancing in the club. You got a story about you dancing in the club. You got a story about you dancing in the club. Yep. Okay, all right. Now, Jermaine Dupree could have been in a sunken place, but, like, in my opinion, you're going to agree with who, who Sorry. was in a sunken place this week. <laughs> this nigga is 5'4". Nothing he says matters. <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, he he definitely belongs in a sunken place because, number one, ain't shit wrong with a stripper rapping. And, like Ari Lennox said, it's only one a uh, stripper turned rapper that we know of in the game right now, and that is Cardi B. So why say some shit like that sideways towards her when you like you should be cheering for a stripper turned exactly. rapper the same way y'all cheer for a drug dealer turned rapper? Like no, but how dare fucking woman reclaim and do what she had to do and then be on top? Next, you want to talk about this? I know we talking about the city girls. I know we talking about Cash Doll. I know we talking about Megan The Stallion with that. Oh, you in the club? You in the club? You in the club? Yep. Like, I sure am. Like Trina said, that's what the fuck they doing. They in the club. They I think it was fun. people's. It was people TV. 
Okay. Like People Magazine. Shouts to them. But, um, you, like, they're in the club. They're having fun right now. That's what we want to fucking hear. We want to hear that shit. Just like these niggas talk about, like, bitches and lean and everything else constantly and cars and shit that we can't afford. At least I can relate to getting out in the club and looking fine. You know what I mean? So what's wrong with that? And my final point is that on this is why not think about the Lizzo's, why not think about because the Rico Nasties, the Tierra Wax, the Dreezy Hoop? These are the women like who actually are the lyricists, who actually are the visionaries, who actually are giving something so much different. You'd rather focus on this one genre under this whole umbrella. And everyone in rap is playing so nice right now. But also, um, Megan Asanya is a lyricist. Absolutely, she's a lyricist because her metaphors are insane. But yeah. what I'm saying is if you feel like that raunchy, like, let's get ratchet, let's get ratchet, like, it's not, you know, yeah. quote, unquote, uh, respectable. Yeah. You still, like, Tierra Whack, are you kidding me? Because the thing is, Tierra Whack is, on, is a Martian to me. She really is. I can't believe that she's real. And, like, the shit, like, for instance, I love... Like coochie rap, like I love when stuff is like, yeah. let's rob this nigga, fuck on this nigga. Like I love stuff like that, but I still respect the lyrical ones, like like you said, like Lizzo, Tear, Wack, and stuff like that. Like I listen to them occasionally, yeah. but honestly, if I'm gonna be real, I listen to more of like aggressive, like coochie rap, let's fuck on this nigga, rap. Right. Like that no, is seriously. my favorite so of all do time I. genre. So but do I, I still. I'm like I promote every time I see something Tierra Wack doing. I'm like yes. Um, yeah. I like watched all of her videos when they came out. Like I'm like yes. You know these girls. I still support them. And yeah, I'm not going to city. It's all these fine sweetie. Like I just feel like. Why can't we have different genres with under the female rap umbrella? We got Nicki Minaj, who's a lyricist, who is hasn't really tapped out of the game. It's just like really disrespectful for him to sit back and Trina's say. Trina's still doing shit. Trina's still doing her thing. Missy Elliott about to fucking come make a comeback. Like I said, Lizzo sings, she raps. Uh, her sings, she raps. Like it's this just is, y'all like, niggas hate women and Rico and, nasty. Like the reason why I keep saying her is because this really. Has never been done. Like what Rico Nasty yeah, is doing has absolutely not been done before. You can't really say who all she's inspired by with rap outside of maybe Missy Elliott or something like yeah. that. But like this mixture of like hardcore has not been done in female rap. So yeah. I'm like, if you're going to highlight someone who's not talking coochie rap, you need to absolutely talk about her. Otherwise, you just want to complain and you get another excuse to down women. But there's nothing wrong with either one of them. They're out here. They're making their right. money. They're being independent. They're breaking history, pushing boundaries. You should have nothing to say. So as a response to all this, you know, outrage, quote unquote, he decided to create a female rap uh, cipher. And like, oh uh, my God, damn, what's shut his the name? Fuck. What the fuck? Ah. Is, what's his name? Uh, damn. Black. I always want to call him Six Lack because yeah. of how his name is. <laughs> but he like, said... Why that nigga do that? He said in his tweet um, that the cipher was reactive. And he he treated Jermaine Dupree and said, women in hip-hop don't need representation slash approval from men. Your cipher is reactive. Dang, and that's is. the truth. Like, we don't, people don't need to be like, like, just because you're at the top of the game, yes, Diddy approves. Yes, Jay-Z approves. Like, granted, it's nice because they are the, like, godfathers in the industry, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't have to be legit because your crusty ass says so. Like, like, oh, my God, Jermaine Dupri, what hits are you still pumping out anymore? You had an era air. 
You yeah. had an era era. Yeah, so that means era, your era was good now. for Jag Dad. <laughs> that means your era was good for Bow Wow. But that era, so so death. It's not going to bring the fuck truth <laughs> for today. And you're mad about that because you mad everybody not getting jiggy with it no more with big ass Tim's on. It's like that's your problem. That's not our problem. Beetle looking ass. I know that I really beat the shit out of this nigga. Like yeah. pistol whip this nigga. Like fucking just keep on punching him. I will beat Jermaine Dupree the fuck up. And Dupree. it's like like Dupree is annoying name too. Like, like Damn. The fuck. I hate him. That really wasn't the sunken place. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Janet Jackson probably so embarrassed she let that nigga beat. <laughs> That's embarrassing, yo. I swear that, yo, I swear any nigga, I actually don't nobody know, so let me be quiet. <laughs> but if I ever get famous and then a nigga that, like, I was with, so I'm crazy, I would, we never slept together in our whole relationship. Ever, because I'm not, I don't want y'all to know no clown nigga was, like, all up in my, like, my coochie. Because, like, imagine how Seven Streeter feel about B.O.B. now. This nigga come out the earth flip. Yo, I'm like, yo, I let she a flat earther hit. Like, that's embarrassing. I'd rather fuck a broke nigga than let a flat earther hit. <laughs> you denying science. Oh, Eric, I hate <laughs> Eric really hates us. That's wild. I can't imagine hating somebody from Australia. I read the. What you say? You rather let a broke nigga hit than you a know, flat earther? Yeah. What'd you say? She like cold water. I love cold water. Cold water hurt my tummy. Thanks. But she got one. I saw that little glacier in her water bottle. I don't need that. My stomach would be like. <laughs> yeah, fuck Jermaine Dupree. Eric think he Jermaine Dupree, so I know you're going to feel offense today. <laughs> you like Jermaine Dupree? He's all right. When the fuck do you got how about I slap the shit out of you? <laughs> when do you ever have a stance on people? Like you always be like, "Oh, they cool. They are." Right. You like Eric? You like so, Trump? You like cool? Somebody could slap the shit out of Eric, and he'd be like, "I Ooh, mean, they're not sorry. a bad person. They could have Can you? Can you? You want to test that? You want to test that out? <laughs> Eric just brought some Yo, air freshener. Nigga, you shouldn't have been doing no stank shit. I really got to tweet that like right now. Ivana, <laughs> fucking funny. What the flat earther thing? That's embarrassing. Like shit, dog. That's so embarrassing. Like don't fucking say that. Don't say that after I, people know I've been with you that you don't you believe the earth is earth is flat. I take. I feel like you doing that just to get under my skin. You can't believe that shit. I always think about um, Kid Fury, and he's like, "Don't you think somebody black ass cousin would have fell off the earth <laughs> by this point?" Definitely would have been me first. They're like, "No, you don't understand. There's like an orbital gate." I'm like, "You haven't been." So you a flat earther, Eric? Are you a flat earther? No. Okay. That's no, this nigga. Saying, Cause like, I'm about to kick you out your own studio. No, I'm not. No, I was saying people be coming up with more complex yeah. theories. Exactly, and you're not an astronaut. Like you barely fucking can name the planets yet, and still you know the whole <laughs> gravitational field of the. Come on now, like I just I can't. All right, sunken place time. So guess who in the sunken place? Who me? Pump, 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 pump. Joe pump, fucking pump Button is that man? <laughs> I thought I needed. That's anger a shame. Management. Pump it up really was a good ass song. Yo, so this is what I used to do in high school. It was that's not coming at high school or middle school. Middle school. Middle school. So I used to go on Joe Button website all the time and pump it up was playing. It was playing in the loop and I used to just be in the computer room like just play pump. 
pump, pump. And it used to fade out. And I'm like, and I used to refresh it. And it's like, pump. <laughs> you know, did I ever pump tell it you, up in the cake to get it pump. Did I ever tell you what hurt Delete my that, feelings? Aaron, please. Did I ever tell you what hurt my feelings about that song? <laughs> Baby, you hot, but your girlfriend's not. Oh, yeah, I remember you told me. I used to feel like, yo, it's nothing. One bad day. And you, somebody, a nigga can say that about you. Me Especially because I was the big ass friend. <laughs> I was the big friend with all these like real tiny girls. And I'm like, I know a nigga gonna say that. And I'm like, the fuck his ass up. Cause I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'll fight a nigga right here. That I'm like, that make you seem uglier though. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I call you ugly, but get the fuck over here. <laughs> get over I here. Like Big Patty from like Hey Arnold. <laughs> or that um that Powerpuff, <laughs> that Powerpuff Girls. Yes, I feel like you automatically start getting like a hunchback. That's like, how I red. always feel. Like the Powerpuff Girl with the big tooth. <laughs> But look, you be normal, but as soon as somebody say something to you, you get strong, you get big as shit, like your hump back grow, your shirt busts open. You be like, what was that, Buster? You start getting like all these warts and stuff on your nose. Ew. Your fucking teeth get long as shit. Your feet bust out of your Me shoes. Me now. So pretty much you transform to a werewolf. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan, you really classy as hell with nightgowns on. Like, <laughs> I know. Shh. Every single time I wear a nightgown, my you look like the um, you look like the the nice girl on the plantation. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> she called you the house nigga like that's. A... <laughs> you, you mean the one that master kept under his thumb simply because no. no! <laughs> Damn, Jordan, don't let her fucking talk about you like this. Slide your shit out of her. You not about to leave. What the fuck, Facetime? Who FaceTime you? I can't stand when niggas FaceTime me without an appointment. I'm trying to be. Well, yeah, your boyfriend? No, somebody else. Your boyfriend, maybe. No, she don't got a boyfriend. She almost do. Delete that. Delete that. I don't have no man. No. So if y'all listening, what Jordan look like is a nice Southern Belle. Like that's what I was saying. I thought she was gonna say she looked like the girl on the Bayou. Yeah, that's what I meant. She the be on the porch. She be on the porch like drinking lavender lemonade, reading the book, good, and they dressed up. <laughs> they're like Miss Tilly Miss <laughs> Tilly is a nice young southern girl she be like out in her she always have like overalls on with like nothing on under it they're like damn she's sexy as shit but she just <laughs> and then the, all the other guys they be talking about the girl and she's like don't you talk about her mister yeah Miss Tilly always taking up for people it's like but she got a sweet. man yo take up damn what's that it's, it's a book by Zora Neale Hurston yes that's literally who you remind me of, the main character. You know Holly Berry played her in the movie Their Eyes Was Watching God? That's what you remind me of right now. You about to cry? Oh, see? I'm literally describing the character. What's her name? What's the main character's name? Is it like Eddie or am I just making a slave black? Eddie? I feel like Eddie is always the black slave name. That's such a cute name, though. Eddie is adorable. All right, fuck Joe Budden, Okay. He's oh, trash. really just made up the whole story. So, Joe Button, like, I really was trying to give him a chance because I know he says some trash things, but, like, he's a podcaster, and, like, I was listening to it, and sometimes he say shit, like, any fucking living, breathing person, mm-hmm. he say things, and sometimes he had points. Whatever. Everybody got points sometimes, but that don't necessarily mean they're a good person. Yeah. So, recently, you know, with this whole ASAP Rocky thing, we talked about it last week. He's arrested, but some of us feel like, well, shit, you ain't ride for us, now we not riding from you. If you're not I'm down with the movement, here. the movement, not, 
Like you said, I'm over here in Beverly Hills, and they there. I'm over here in the fucking studio in Philly, (laughs) and you over there in Ikea arrested somewhere in Sweden. So, like, that's just how it is. Now, some people, like like Crystal, she literally bought up the same quote as I did and a bunch of other people. was like, every time I think about this ASAP Rocky situation, this is what comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And she was just engaging with her followers because somebody said, I'm in my cubicle, and he over (laughs) there. And people was like, oh, yeah, definitely. This, I don't love nobody that don't love me back, pretty much. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was that on that. And then fucking Joe Budden, like, snaps out on his, uh, like you said, he has an anger problem. He do. He snapped out, and he says. See, you're in anger management, fuckhead. <laughs> but he really starts subtweeting her, and he said that, you know, some nasty, um, nasty bum over at the Reed said one thing. So without saying Crystal's name, he said, I don't like that this is coming up now. I don't think it adds anything to the narrative, nor does it change how I feel. If it changes how you feel, then you should look inside your heart. He's in a real fucked up situation over there. How I feel about that is not altered how he feels about anything. They're so nasty on Twitter. And but the nasty ass bum ass homegirl, I sent I seen her put it out. It's just like you niggas can't be preaching that pro, pro black shit. Um, but be evil in a heartbeat. Woo. So the thing is this. Nobody has to support ASAP Rocky. Like, exactly. support, you don't have to look inside your heart to forgive anybody. And especially black women. Because at the end of the day, we're always at the head of every movement that uh, when it comes to black men, when it comes to our own. When it what do you say about dark skin women and lipstick? Yeah, exactly. So we have to always swallow our pride and then, you know, be there to support the people when something fucking happens to us or when something happens to trans women, they're nowhere in sight. So we don't, we have very limited energy. Mm -hmm. And I was explaining this to somebody else. The energy is very limited. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving it on anybody that I know for a fact don't fuck with me. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you might give energy and then you find out later that somebody's problematic. But I am not going to give my energy to somebody who has told me to my black ass face that they don't want to be involved in no social justice shit and yes you can look inside your heart and say well damn that was four years ago maybe he's changed his mind and that's on you that's up to you you're not wrong but if I don't want to and if I have that belief that's not wrong and that's how Crystal is she's consistent with it I show love when love is shown I don't hate ASAP Rocky I fuck with his music but I'm not going to step in and would I braid his hair absolutely would I fuck him maybe Yes, but that don't have nothing to do with me saying I don't want to sign the petition because of what he said. Because at the end of the day, I believe in people learning lessons. Like, I believe, like, yo, maybe this could be your Malcolm X moment. Maybe this could be your moment where you feel like, damn, this is one thing I thought. And now I got to have a big old piece of humble pie with no milk. And now see what it's like to live this way. So, like, you learn from it. It's like humble pie being your throat like a thick-ass Popeye's biscuits when you was real verbal and being strong and wrong before. So I'm like, he might <laughs> need this. They say he was eating apples a day. That's yeah, no, like he was eating apples all day. Did somebody show you say uh, show you that picture? <laughs> it was like what prison looked like in Ikea. Oh, yeah. I mean, what prison looked like <laughs> in Sweden, and it literally looked like Ikea. <laughs> like, I was cracking the fuck up. People keep saying he locked in on Ikea. Like, that is... <laughs> Terrible, but at the end of the day, like he in the storage room. But yeah, like that's crazy. <laughs> he in like the showroom, like where the couches are. But it's like a glass window. He's like, hey, let me out. But listen, he can see us, but we can't see them. Him, it's like that. Um, <laughs> it's like that wall when you like get your profile. He's like, come on, let me out of here, guys. Enough's enough. Seriously though, I wish him well. <laughs> he not. 
It's not like he in China somewhere or Korea where they be like, all yeah, right. Yeah, I was, we I was sign, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I got signed that petition. They, they be like, we sent dirty you over for there. 30 years of hard labor. Like, that's how they be doing over there. But now they like, you eating apples and shit for breaking our rules. <laughs> You in another country? Like, I'm sorry. My energy's Shit, not going Shit, I'm about to go over there just to lose weight. I know. I was like, yo, I got to prepare for this event. Like, can you? Can I just fucking make sure? Lock me up. They're like, we do strictly keto here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> clink, clink. But anyway, Crystal said, I know all about how Button's bitch ass is steam pressed <laughs> over me or our show. Nigga ought to be glad I paved the way for him. I'm not talking about his goofy ass on my bigger, <laughs> longer running, more money making, coming to TV this fall show. He can get these tweets, though. And, like, also, she was saying that, like, you know my career is not failing because if it was, I'd be doing reality TV. And that went over my head at first, but he's doing reality <laughs> yeah. TV. But, like, I just feel like, all right. Having like, a baby with, like, a 21-year-old. Exactly. Did you see that video? It was, like, Joe Button when he see a single Latina 20-year-old. <laughs> and it was, like, this bald-headed man, fall, like, running and falling down the steps. <laughs> It really looked just like him. But, like, Joe Button is a fucking boot-cut, jean-wearing, pot-belly-ass, ignorant, mean old man who can only do everything at a mediocre level. So what I'm really mad about is you're his... Don't ever call a black woman who is more successful than you a bum. Don't ever call a black woman a fucking bum Period. Especially, like, I think that I'm a little bit more sensitive about this because you already let that little Latina of yours talk trash about black women. Mm -hmm. Now you want to come in and, like, call a black woman a bum? Like, what is wrong? She's really not a bum. She's not no bum. And I'm like, like, I am so happy that the internet, like, came to her defense. But, like, that is somebody who definitely paved the way for a lot of black podcasters in particular. Especially us. Because I know the read was one that was the first first podcast that I was like I'm obsessed with this show yeah that was the first podcast that's the only reason why I know about podcasts yeah like I I was obsessed with that show somebody told me hey you should listen to this because these people really remind me of you I was like literally obsessed and I would just listen to that back and forth from college because I drove a lot back and forth from like my college to the city to intern to work back and forth back and forth so I was on the road a lot and I needed to hear these really really inspirational voices I really needed to hear that I had no clue you could get money from podcasts I had no clue you could do events no clue website merch and stuff like that so they kind of put the blueprint out there for the rest of us to fucking follow before you had did the roots picnic they were already at Essence Fest Mm -hmm. so you need to just put some respect on their name like he is so jealous Charlemagne is so jealous the only ones who really fuck with the read the way they're supposed to hey, are the friend, bodega hey. boys oh the bodega boys yeah fucking Jesus and Mero because they don't have a hateful bone in their body which is why I like I'm so obsessed with them Love but um yeah fuck you like Joe Button like seriously I wish I could like hit his head with like a golf club like you know but I picture his head being on that little tea thing that you like <laughs> But I picture, like, him, like, he's somebody that you, like, hit, and then he, like, come, like, he come back stronger. You be like, what the fuck? He's just angry. He get fueled by, like, the anger. You be like, God That's damn. an angry-ass man. And I can't stand a nigga with a pot belly and boot-cut jeans with a fade. Because <laughs> you know his jeans be, like, covering the sneakers. And, and the way he talk when he think he right, I be like. He be like, that's not true. That's not true. Now, 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 now listen That's here. not true. Listen here. All right. Now, listen okay. Here. Let's challenge this. All right, oh everyone. Let's God. challenge this. And then that's God was like, I fucking hate when black men be like, but, but, and be saying shit that nobody else. It's not a fucking single thing Joe Button has said that I have been afraid to say. Yeah. Not a single thing. 
Not a single thing. Any person who's on the radio or on a podcast, Joe Budden has said he like. First of all, Joe Budden ain't got no friends in in the, yeah. in the business, so it is easier for him to say certain shit because at the end of the day, he a fan like the rest of us. You he may pump it up, <laughs> so you may think like, damn, he can like he can loosely criticize Jay Z like still that. Still holding on to this shit. He's not in the he's not in the alumni trust. That's why he gets to be a podcaster and talks talk about the issues. Because he's just a regular man. He just he's fucking us. That's who he is. So it's like he not saying shit that no other podcaster would say. Maybe other musicians, but can we consider him a musician? He's just a nigga that be talking. With bootcut jeans. <laughs> that is an offense, man. Yo, we saw a nigga with bootcut jeans. No, those but, things was flare. Those was flat out flare <laughs> jeans. Like He said, roller coaster. Ah! I love say what? Don't love is like a roller coaster, baby. I run feels right. Like, please. All right. Time for common senses. This week, we want to talk about feeling worthy of not just love, but all good things. Like, <laughs> I know. And it's the reason why we're having this conversation scary. is because we don't feel worthy <laughs> of love and good things. Like, it's just something that I think we all feel. Yeah. And up until recently, I started realizing I wasn't the only one who felt this way. Yeah. I thought it was just me. me but then I keep coming in, like, I hear Sabria talking. And then I start hearing my other friends talk. I'm like, yo, all of us are under the impression that we don't deserve any of the things that we're either going after or that we receive. Mm-hmm. And, like, the best thing to do is try our best Try to get some positive affirmations going and try to really, really sort ourselves up into believing that every good thing that comes our way, whether it works out or not, is something that we deserve so that when we get it, we don't have to, we can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, we always talk about our weight loss journey. Yes. Oh my God. That's my biggest lesson, yo. Yes. I went into it not really, I went into it wanting to get rid of something on my yeah. body. Mm-hmm. I went into it wanting to have that revenge body. That's why I really don't like that idea of like getting fit for revenge revenge or getting a body right because that ex fucked you over or because this person says something funny about you or because you were embarrassed about this moment because now you're take the only thing that's fueling you is hatred really Mm -hmm. and while that definitely can haters can definitely be your biggest motivator when it comes to your body what needs to fuel you is self-love because you'll never really be satisfied with where you are if you don't start off with the loving Mm -hmm. like and for me i never really I mean, I always have a certain level of self-love that will be higher than the average person's. But for me, I didn't have enough to really sustain and really appreciate what I had at the time. Yes, because I used to be like, when people like commented like, oh, you look so good. I'm like, oh, I'm not at my goal. I'm still blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't like take it in. And like looking back at pictures of me then, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely. Even last year. I was, like, beating myself up last year, lost 20 pounds last year, and I'm looking back at pictures, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No, seriously. I'm, like, same, same. Like, I can never appreciate it, and it's always, like, in the past tense where I'm like, damn, 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 damn. I don't want to keep doing that. Like, I don't want to keep saying, like, what I had was great, or even, like, in some, like, relationships where I really couldn't, you know, get myself to feel like I was deserving of a certain treatment, mm-hmm. it's over. Then I look back like, damn, like that could have been something good, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. And because I wasn't ready, it gave an opportunity for this person to go find someone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's real harsh to say, 
But, like, sometimes I think, like, all right, well, if I start moving forward, feeling very deserving of love, feeling very deserving of all the good things to come to me, then if something doesn't work out, at least I don't have to look at myself and say, well, I didn't appreciate it. And that's yeah. why, I, like. Or I didn't speak up and say, like, these are my wants, these are my needs, this yeah. is, you know. And it's just so crazy because, like, um, I don't like to talk too much about like my personal life, but it doesn't really matter because this situation has come up so often and it will continue to come up so often. Like you'll meet somebody and they'll be nice or whatever, mm-hmm. but you're waiting for the gag. Yep. You always. Know, you're waiting always. for the gag. And I know that that's like somewhat smart because there usually is a gag, right? Yeah. Like, let's just be real. Mm-hmm. There has been a gag about 90% of the time yes. so far. But at the end of the day, a lot of it comes from, me believing that I'm not that girl that's going to get that guy. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it comes from me just having singleness being built into my identity and having, girl, let me tell you what that nigga did, being built into my speech, Mm -hmm. that I just don't, I've never thought about the other route. Because mm-hmm. I just am so used to being like, this is, <laughs> let me tell you how this nigga tried to fucking play me. And I had to tell his ass off. <laughs> I had to block him. Because it makes for good entertainment. It really does. And it's really, <laughs> and it's easier. It's easier to be like, I had to cut that nigga off and I don't talk to him no more. Yep. He better not even look in my direction if I see him in public versus, yep. okay, so I'm processing this relationship. And it's really reminding me of that time <laughs> in fourth grade where somebody said that like I had real big feet in it. <laughs> Now I'm gonna be worried when Child. I'm barefoot in front of this nigga. Like now, somebody <laughs> told me one time that I had one lazy eye. Now I'm worried about when I look at him, he gonna be this. That is a not lot less funny and entertaining. Yeah, that's not funny. Yeah, that's like real life. That's your hurt. That's like confronting your, you know, your traumas. Tips. But. What are you doing to work? Past? Like we both have to do this. Yeah, because we. We can't help each other if we're not doing it. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, me, I definitely need... First of all, it is so annoying because I have been trying to find a therapist for, like, a month now. Mm -hmm. And I called, I made an appointment, and then this lady's like, oh, I want to get back to you. Never got back to me. I know they do that. Just very rude. So that I'm definitely going to try again because I need to. I definitely need to go to therapy. Another thing that's... um, I'm trying to do is to take myself out of it like be like okay this person hurt my feelings but it's like sometimes it's really a situation where it's not me it's you and I know sometimes people think that like oh this person is lying they just don't want to you know right. whatever sometimes that's true and I'm trying to say like okay just because this person is rejecting me or doesn't want you know what I um, I'm trying to like you know give them doesn't mean that one doesn't mean that they don't like me as a person mm-hmm. two you're not a good person it doesn't mean I'm not a good person and it doesn't mean that I'm not worthy of you know what I give out sometimes people be going through stuff and it's like a mental block and right. I'm definitely trying to vis- revisit times where I had a mental block oh, that's so and good. Yep. I you know might have been standoffish to somebody who I really liked or because in my mind, I'm like, another thing with me is I want to say sometimes it's like a God complex where I think that when it comes to a situation like that, I feel like I've never hurt anybody's feelings. I feel like I'm I'm always a person that gets, gets hurt. Yeah, that gets crucified. It's like it's always me. So I'm like trying to like think like, okay, 
why is this happening? Okay, in some situations, because now I'm learning a lot about boundaries. I don't set boundaries for myself, and that's why sometimes I get drained a lot emotionally mm-hmm. because I don't set you spill boundaries. You the whole cup of energy. Yeah. Because you don't even know. You're just like, oh, I'm just giving as a as Exactly, because like now I learned from my last relationship. I was reading something, and it was like um, being passive is toxic and I was like wow holy shit because in my last relationship a lot of the times I mean there was times where like you know I was like that girlfriend you know got an attitude but like I never wanted to argue with my partner because I was afraid that if I that yeah that oh my gosh that if I get an attitude or if I start an argument if I bring this up he gonna leave me and that is a toxic way because it's like you holding all the stuff up, and that's why when it was finally over, it just was like uh just so much like coming out and like mm-hmm. then after it was over, I was that triggered me from like something else that I just never confronted because like I always like um just either like somebody start stop hurting my feelings or do something stop talking to them. Right. And sometimes people don't know what they did mm-hmm. because another thing that I'm learning this year is that everybody is not you. Nope. And everybody oh, doesn't God. feel what you feel. And people aren't inside your head. Everything is in common sense to other people. And for me, that's a very hard pill to swallow because, like, when I was, um, like, in high school going to college, there was some, like, a boy who, like, we just always had this thing. And, like, we never was together, really, but we just had this thing. Like, we liked each other, like, so much, and we always had this thing. And he, um, you know, put me in a situation where I felt uncomfortable and I was taken advantage of. And I told um, one of my friends uh, um, that I just became close with this year you know, as a new perspective, somebody who doesn't know this person, I told her, you know, what happened, and that's something that, like, you know, it conflicted trauma because I was, like, felt like I was taking advantage of, like, you know, sexually. And she said to me, well, after it happened, like, did you tell him? Like, did you say anything? Because we had that kind of relationship where we could talk. And she was like, well, maybe he didn't know what you did, what he did made you feel uncomfortable if he didn't say anything. And that's the and hard part because you want to know... You want to think that, yeah, but it's like, and I'm sorry, I'm actually a lot more passionate because, and this is why it is important to get other people's topics because yeah. I was your friend during that time. Yeah, I think it's your job to make sure people are comfortable. Yeah, because I, cause like after it, like he would try to, he like reached out to me trying to talk to me and stuff, and I would just ignore him, not say anything, right, and like just like going around like blocking, and like now this person doesn't even know why, you know, and we had that kind of rapport where we would talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, it's just, like, I'm tr- getting better at it, but, like, usually when somebody hurts my feelings or do something, I just was like, okay, this is over, done. Right. Um, I mean, I did, I was seeing somebody before, and, like, they had upset me, and I tried to express how they feel, but they were, like, just a dumb person. And, like, <laughs> now I realize that, I'm like, oh, some people just are dumb. Yeah. Like, he was not a and malicious waste person. Of, waste of breath. Yeah, he just wasn't a malicious person. He just was an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what's helping me, like I said, is, like, revisiting times. I'm, like, thinking to myself, was there a time where it was somebody that I cared about, really liked, and I just was, like, you know, kind of standoffish towards them, whatever, because I was going through something or, like, you know, because, and I'm, like, another hard pill to swallow is, like, everything is not about me. Yikes. I know. I keep on saying that. I don't like that. But I just have to keep on repeating it. Like, everything is not about me. 
people have their own set of traumas, their things that they're trying to work through. Another hard pill to swallow, and it's so hard to say out loud, is that everybody is not going to see that I'm special automatically. Mm-hmm. And it hurts really bad. It does. And also, like, my life growing up, especially being the only child, I was always like, oh, Sabrina, this, 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 that, and third. It was just like a bunch of, like, you know, praise. So I was, like, used to, like, as soon as, like, you know, I was somewhere um, I was like automatically like, oh, this is it. But and when I did like acting and stuff like that, it wasn't like that. Like I had to prove myself. Um, but sometimes it takes me back to that. I'm like, damn, like I have to. And sometimes I feel like in some situations, like proving yourself is not bad. There is a, there is sometimes where it does get toxic. But, but you're some, proving yourself to each other. They're yeah, proving themselves exactly. to you too. Exactly, and like some people don't trust as easily mm-hmm. and I, that's something that I have to you know get used to because it's like I know who I am and I know my heart but everybody doesn't you know and just like how I feel the way I feel about like my past relationships and stuff you know that happened to me some people have their own hang-ups as well right no that was like also amazing and like you said it's definitely like in a way you like in social in my communications class, communication theory class, they always say that, like, um, communication is like an onion and social penetration is, you know, that first layer of the onion is all the things people you tell people about yourself, mm-hmm. right? That's you kind of almost interviewing to be in a person's life. Mm-hmm. But as you get deeper and deeper and deeper, it starts being less of what you tell and more of what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot deeper but is a lot more meaningful than uh speaking Mm -hmm. but that takes time yeah so because you don't necessarily have that time to decide you have to like let that outer layer really really show and then like kind of um reinforce everything you've talked about with your actions over Mm -hmm. time but you know for me uh something that I've been doing or something that I realized is a problem with me is that I'm really used to taking care of myself like because like single this is my home base. Like, yeah. It's my solidarity. Like a lot of people think of it as like being alone or being lonely. And I'm like, no, I'm back to focusing 100% on me. I'm back to not having to, like I said, a relationship is a business. I'm, I don't have to run this business. I just get to run myself. And this time and this energy is now just put into me and I need it because like I have a lot of goals that I'm trying to like accomplish. And I oh, like I am very confident but it's definitely like I feel like I've almost created a second personality as a defense mechanism for how people used to kind of come at me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And it's this guard who just stands in front of me and like gets all the daggers and I take care of myself. And I feel like nobody will ever love me as much as my parents and me. Nobody will ever love me as much as me. So if somebody fools my inner me mm-hmm. and breaks her down, I'm very afraid of what will happen mm-hmm. because I haven't really had, like I literally almost like personify this inner me as like a cre- like a mythical version of myself yeah. who like stands in front of me. Like she's just like blue and she stands in front of me and she's like, uh-uh, no, mm-hmm. you will not hurt her. You will not fuck with her focus. You will not break her down because who knows what the hell that will look like. That has never happened before. Yeah. What the hell will it look like? Because when I, when I chip, like, I, I don't like I don't break I shatter like yeah. like Mariah Carey says so I, I the, the the person who takes up for me I'm sure some psychology has some type of name for that 
Like that part of my personality is very strong. And I have to convince myself that there might be someone who can love me in the same way that my friends and family do. There might be somebody who could do that. But it definitely is not everyone. So just really, really doing the work. Don't sit up there and ignore the signs and then get mad when somebody isn't exactly don't get mad when somebody's exactly who they showed you you are. Like, cause that's just stupid. Yeah. And like, I'm not stupid, so I won't do that. But it gets just harder when people are portraying themselves to be one way and it's just like hard and you can feel that like that me, that, you know, protective version of myself, protecting myself, getting weaker. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, okay, here's somebody burnt. I feel like somebody's breaking me down. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about love. I feel like it breaks you down. Mm-hmm. And apparently you're supposed to be get, get built back up at some point. But I just don't like being broken down yeah. for anything good. If it has to break me down, I don't want it. But if you're going to go in deep inside yourself unlearn and relearn and all this other stuff then you're gonna have to get broke down a little bit and it's either you're gonna play ball or you're not because if you half ass in it and not deep digging deep inside yourself how deep is your relationship yeah like how deep is the bond um also another thing with me is like looks because the thing is while again i do love myself i do think i'm beautiful but i also feel like no one could appreciate me the way i appreciate my own beauty yeah so when i see people i'm like well listen you could date me and then have everyone one x our heights and ask about if we're gonna have kids and if they're gonna play best and that could be complicated or you could date somebody simple so why would you date me if you could not deal with this? Like, that's so, so, like, mean and hard on myself. But I think about that all the time. I mean, there's so many more average girls. So why not just date somebody average? I feel like nobody wants to take on the challenge of dating me. No one wants to take on, like, everything that's not traditional about the way that I look. And mm-hmm. it's just so many beautiful women. It is. Like, every single day, I look like it's hard to be in love with anybody these days. Yeah. Like, so it has to be a true connection. It can't be about looks because everyone's beautiful. True. Like, seriously, everyone's beautiful. They don't have to be thin. They don't have to be a certain complexion. They don't have to have a certain length hair. It's so many beautiful people on this earth. But then you start to feel like, well, in a world full of everybody being beautiful and you just having accessibility to seeing them why would someone choose me it has to be something deeper than that and that's not going to come very often i'm not saying it's impossible i'm just saying like imagine feeling that for the first time Mm -hmm. after all this it's like wait a second you like me now but for how long like how long before you see somebody on instagram and then that's who it is Mm -hmm. and then finally i was just what did i write here um, I was just saying, um, I have to really learn that giving doesn't make me weak and changing who I am for the better doesn't make me weak because I grew up with a lot of girlfriends who would change everything about themselves to impress their boyfriends. Like their boyfriends thought they spent too much time with me. So then less time will be spent with friends and more time will be spent with their man. And their whole thing was like, well, what am I supposed to do? I got to keep my man. And I just thought they was too young for that. But mm-hmm. I hyper, uh, I do what I always do. Because I hated it, I went to the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I will never be the girl that changes so that I could be with a man. But it's not just about being with a man. It's about being with your partner. Yeah. Like, I will change certain things for you because you're my friend and I care about you. So why not change it for my life partner? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make me weak for thinking about changing. As long as it doesn't compromise my principles or hurt anybody, I don't see what's wrong with saying, damn, I never really like to do it this way. I hate Wegmans. I like Giant (laughs) instead. 
But if that's how you go down the aisles, it's fine. Like, I'm the type of person, like, no, this is how you shop. You start with the produce, you go down the borders, and then you go through the aisles. You end on the aisle with the dairy, then you go out with the bakery, <laughs> then you check out. That's how I am. We do self-serve. So when people fuck up my, like, flow, I just be like, oh, my God, this is why I'm alone. Because <laughs> I just like to do shit my way. Like, now you making me weak. You making me go down the bread aisle first. Like, that's not how I do things. Like, I shop on Sundays, not Wednesdays. Like, why are we meal prepping on this day? Like, I just have such a militant schedule. I'm, like, so militant. And when people make me, like, not go to sleep on time or, like, <laughs> fuck with my, like, vibe, I'm like, yo, like, this now look at you. You fucking with me. You making me weaker. And I'm like, no, what I'm doing is making space and time and compromising. Yeah. Because when you get married, if you get married, it's going to be a lot of those big ass discussions. Where are we going to move it? How are we going to raise a child together? What, you know, how, like perspectives on raising a child is crazy. Because some people think that the shit that I think is funny is inappropriate for children to do. <laughs> I love when kids are like, but hit. And I'm like, <laughs> and some people are like, that is very inappropriate. Like, that is not okay. And I'm like, it's all right. Like, we fucking loosen up a little it's bit. Okay. But then when kids like curse and people laugh, I'm like, that is not funny. Like, absolutely <laughs> not. You would not curse. Like, do not endorse children being that disrespectful. And that little boy was like, everybody know you a bitch. Everybody know you stupid. Everybody know you a bitch. <laughs> that was hilarious. But if my child did that, I know I said I don't believe in hitting kids, but his peanut head would have been spinning. Um, <laughs> I just slapped him so hard, he'd just been spinning around in a circle. Um, shit, what was I saying? But yeah, it's like a lot of bigger compromises. Like, I'm such a, I don't like to call myself a control freak, but. Um, control I like to control things. I do. I feel power in it. But like when people are going to pick out the drapes and stuff and like the blinds, that's why I don't really want no gifts at a baby shower because I don't want people to control what my child wears. So I just feel like uh, it's not weak to let people pick things. Yeah, it's not. It's not weak to not be like, I feel like my suggestions are always so great. Why would you not just listen to me? They're always so thoughtful. Well, it's nice to listen to other people's suggestions too, because sometimes that makes them feel. Validated. Sometimes people do have better, good ideas, but I'm yeah. not gonna listen to it if it's not better. We have to do what's best, not what makes each other feel great. But it's not all. You're not always, but your ideas aren't. Always it's good most better. of the time, though. I'm not saying always, because there are definitely times where people suggest things. I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. But it not trying to be smart. It was usually a buildup of the idea I've already presented. So <laughs> it's like, I suggest I'm laid the foundation, and you just elevated my idea. So it's like, okay, cool. Or you know. That's usually how things work. Like, I put the foundation down. I'm not saying it's going to work like that all the time. That's another thing. Dating smart people is very hard. Because then you, like, you not, you, like, I'm used to being a smart one in my household, too. Mm -hmm. No shade. But, like, I would go out with my family, <laughs> and these niggas would be fumbling over the menu. I'd be 11 years old at the waitress. Like, okay, so she wants a lemonade. He wants a Coca-Cola. We want water. Please come back for five minutes, and we'll have appetizers. Like, I've been... I've been on control duty. I've been on like the only one who's had to think of the plan for so long. So then when you meet people who also plan, it's like, who the get the fuck back? I have the itinerary for me. This is my job. That's why like when me and Rel are together, it's like, well, I planned this and I planned that. Well, I planned this. But usually I already know if Rel is coming out, let him plan it because he's better at nightlife than I am. Yeah, true. <laughs> he just he knows more. But, um, yeah, you know, what the fuck? I'm working on it. I'm trying to realize that sometimes people have ideas that might be a little better than mine. Sometimes. Thank uh, you. Growth. That is growth. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so we're accepting that we deserve to be loved. We deserve every great opportunity Yikes. that comes to us. We deserve to have. We deserve to win. And when we do win, it shouldn't be the most suspicious thing in the world. Like we need to enjoy it. And the best way to enjoy it is to start real like the affirmations. Like look up some positive affirmations. Yeah, because like, I've been on that shit all this week. I deserve this, therefore I will get it. My girlfriend. Damn, let me see if I could, if I took a picture of it in my phone. She showed me a picture of this affirmation book written by a black woman, okay? It's called Speak Those Things, 52 Affirmations to Build a Life You Love by Chelsea Coffey. So in the book, it's like affirmations for eating well, affirmations for succeeding at work, affirmations for completing a project, affirmations for attracting the love of your life. And it's just all about saying what you need to say to project the energy to get you there. Because I believe in that shit wholeheartedly yep i believe in that because i've said it sometimes i will get a job and i've gotten a job i will get this and honestly i low-key said this is like my year of romance and i've experienced way more romance this year than i've ever in my life and i think it's because my energy is more welcoming versus before when my energy was on work mode like i wasn't wrong but it's just that was my focus yeah so yeah definitely check out that book um be sure to hit us up on black girl brunch Wait, I was about to say blackgirlbrunch.com, but we don't have a website. <laughs> Hit us up at I mean, Black you got the domain, but there's nothing there. Yeah, you can, you can visit if you want, but I, <laughs> you ain't going to stay for too long. Uh, blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. That's where you're going to email us. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch. On Twitter at blkgirlbrunch. Also, you can find me on Instagram at imamate. Also, you can find me on Twitter at itsmate. Is it real? On Instagram, it's frankenfem and frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. Again, always hit us up with those reviews. We love the five stars. Every that's how people have been finding us. I swear to God, every week we get Instagram and it's like message requests. Yo, I just found I'm binging. Yo, I just found out. I just found out. I just found out. So thank you guys so much for spreading the words and thanks for like leaving the reviews because that's how other people find out us about us and like the listenership has truly been growing and we're just so happy. Like we just kind of sit back and just you know put this thing out there we don't really go that hard with advertising ourselves because like we have such a great support system that's the work like thank you shout out to elena yo she um wait wait why do i feel like i'm saying the wrong person alana sorry who gave us the stickers yeah i know elena sorry <laughs> her name is nano alana what are you talking about the way you looked at me i was like no shout out to elena man she made us some black girl brunch stickers for our for our 100 Shit, I gotta take a picture. Yes, we will be taking pictures and updating it. But, yo, like, that made me feel so loved and so happy. Like, how dare you think about us? Wait, what's her, um... Yeah, we're going to find you right now because... I know it's, like, it's, like, bells and... Whistles. Yeah. Right, hold Shit. on. Yeah, we doing this right online because, listen. Bell. We need y'all to get into this. Okay. I got it. X, bell, and whistle on Instagram. So X B E L L E and whistle W H I S T L E. Okay, she's an artist. This is the like super super talented person who made our logo, who helped us design our merch, and we'll be working with her in the future a lot more. So just shouts to her for creating stickers. We'll be sure to upload them on our Instagram story. Yep, stickers. That's all, stickers. folks. Bye. Deep, deep, deep.